Hello friends, Skip here for another podcast of finding meaning and I hope it is my hope that this podcast offers you something on your spiritual journey. Um, My usual disclaimer is, you know, I don't know everything. Uh, Ultimately, these are just concepts I've come to to understand reality Uh, Take what you need, leave the rest. I want to talk about divisions. And let me tell you why I... I, The the sort of reason I'm giving this particular podcast is... um, Last night, I went out for a drive. We live by a state park. There's a nice little lake. Took a nice little drive. I'm an introvert by nature, so I have to force myself to, to get away to hear some music, to take a breath. Uh, And I went out to our local state park last night just to drive around for 10, 15 minutes, collect myself. And uh, as I approach the state park, you'll hear my neighbor mowing his lawn. As I approach the state park, I noticed there were a group of people there, and I'm assuming they were of some sort of religious order. Possibly Mennonite. They were dressed like Mennonite folk. I, I don't know. Uh, but it was, it was a sort of strange thing to pull up at the lake. And, and here are uh, this group of people walking. And they were walking in two separate uh, groups. Uh, the first group was a group of men who were dressed in white shirts and black pants. The second group was a group of women and children dressed in co- really colorful, sort of um, Amish-looking, but not Amish, of course, because it's color, but Mennonite dresses. And I got to thinking to myself about how we go out of our way to create divisions like that. That somewhere in the story of this particular religious belief system that these people belong to, uh, these men and women had to be separated And, you know, we can look back over human history and see that uh, there has been so much time spent on dividing, on quantifying, on separating. And we can also see, if we look back over human history, how that has been a colossal, a colossal failure. Uh, You know, the, the story of the Tower of of Babel in the in the Old Testament, uh, people walked away from that experience being different. Now that's a metaphor for me, anyway. That's a metaphor, but it, it's it does serve. You know that that when we try to when we try to be more than we are, we have to try to quantify that, and and when we quantify it, we we create divisions. We say this group is better than that group. Or this group is different than that group. Or uh, white is better than black. Or black is better than white. Or my religion is better than your religion. Or my country is better than your country. Or my football team is better than your football team. Or my kids' little league soccer team is better than your kids' little league soccer team, uh, etc., etc. And then we create religions with that same mindset. 
that there are those who are more special than those who are not. There are those who matter more uh, than those who uh, who are who don't. You know, there are clergy and laity. There are deacons and bishops and elders and and rabbis and associate rabbis and. Uh, you know, some believe women can be these things, some don't. Uh, we live in a world of division, and there's a reason for that, and that's what I want to talk about here in the next few minutes. We live in a world of division because we struggle to understand reality. We struggle to quantify our own existence. We struggle to understand why we are, who we are, and what we're to do. I mean, the great philosophical question that has been asked throughout human history is, who am I, right? That seems to be the basis of most philosophy. Who am I as a living, breathing, conscious human? Or what are we? Or what is this planet? the divisions we have come from our inability to answer these deep existential questions. And the reason we can't, and this is going to sound familiar, uh, if you've been listening, the reason we can't answer the existential questions is because we keep asking them in the context of a false reality. The reason we have philosophically wrestled with the question of human existence since humans began is because we keep searching for the answer where there isn't one. We keep searching for uh, how we quantify our life, how we qualify our life, how we understand our life in the framework of a false reality. That's why we have never been able to resolve uh, those deep existential questions. Now, you know, it, it could be said that all religion, all philosophy, all science struggles with that question, that question of meaning, that question of existence. Uh, and quite frankly, those three things, religion, philosophy, and science, keep running up against brick walls. Uh, and also, sociologically speaking, you know, we can't seem to get past the need for racism or poverty. And I've said that a million times too, because we keep trying to find the answer in a reality that isn't real, in a constructed reality that is false. In other words, we can't answer the philosophical questions of life because the basis for the answer uh, is false. The, the basis, uh, the, the place from which we seek to answer the questions is in itself false. We cannot answer the questions of meaning because we have constructed a reality where meaning is false. 
I can't put it any more plain than that. We keep searching for what it means to be a human race or what it means to be an individual. And these uh, pre-thought-out notions and these prescribed ways of understanding and people go through, you know, programs of, of, of spiritual nature or self-help programs, or they find religion, or they seek philosophical answers, or they seek scientific answers, and it always ends up that they don't get an answer. The answer is always the next question, and there's a reason for that. Because we are searching in the wrong place. Have you ever lost something? Car keys, wallet, purse, whatever. Uh, Something fairly meaningful, something valuable. And you search and search and search and search and search and can't find it. Uh, You tear your house upside down. You still can't find that wallet or those keys or that purse or whatever it may be that you're looking for. And then you sit down and you take a breath and you look up and there it is. I mean, that's happened to me many times. Or you get up and you search in a place you hadn't thought of, or you go look in the car, which you hadn't searched. And lo and behold, there it is. I think it's happened to all of us many times. That frustration of that search that offers no uh, fruit that offers no meaning, that offers no finding, uh, is frustrating. When you turn your house upside down and then find that you've actually left the keys or the keys have fallen out of your pocket in the car is a very frustrating thing. Well, that's a sort of metaphor for the spiritual search. We keep turning the house upside down looking for our spiritual keys, if you will. We keep turning our house upside down, looking for something that isn't there. Because the house, the reality we live in, is it doesn't contain it. It's outside of it. And so, so what? <laughs> so what do we do, right? Fine. You're probably saying, oh, that's fine, Skip. What do we do then? Well, I want to try to help with that. I want to offer you a few ways to uh, to hopefully search spiritually somewhere else. And it's going to take a little practice on your part. And so we have to begin by starting as simple as just practicing something like kindness being kind when we don't want to be, being generous when we don't want to be. Now, the reason it starts with something simple like that is because when we practice kindness, it dislodges our preconceived notions of things. When we're kind to someone we would rather judge, it dislodges in us the certainty, the programmed certainty that we all acquire in this life and that is false. And so when we want to respond in anger, and I do this, I'm guilty, but I'm learning. And rather than respond in that anger, if we walk away or practice kindness, 
we dislodge within us those certainties that we all have. When we ask the deep philosophical question without seeking the answer, let me say that again, ask the meaning of why and don't seek to answer it. Just let the universe have the question and then see what happens. That dislodges our conceptual thinking and allows room for transformation. And so practicing kindness or asking existential questions without seeking answers, those are two ways that we can dislodge from ourselves uh, the need to know. Because it's the need, it's the need to quantify reality where we have division, where we have religion, where a group of men is different than a group of women. Because, folks, the truth is, there is no difference. We, some have masculine energy, some have feminine energy, uh, but we are all humans. And ultimately, that's where the path leads us, the breaking down of those walls that are created by the false reality we've created. And so I'll leave you with that. You know, practice those two things. Be kind when you can. Be gentle with yourself for not being kind. We're all learning. But be kind where you can. And ask those deep philosophical questions without needing the answer. Just give that question to the universe and see what happens. Uh, Because ultimately, folks, we're only going to find our authenticity when we stop searching in the places where we can't find it. And by God, uh, humans have not found their authenticity where they've been looking. Good luck, my friends. uh, And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.